everybody. Welcome to the Joke Workshop here on Monday at Mutiny Radio. FM. It's time for the Joke Workshop. Yay! We have a really full house tonight, so please remember that uh, the show works if you work it, everybody. The more you pay attention and pay notes and uh, pay notes, write down notes and pay attention to your comma, common fellow comedians and help them out with tags or, you know, that's what we're here for. If you're up on stage and no one has anything to say, uh, you can also direct the discussion. I mean, if everyone was laughing really hard, we don't really need to give comments. You kind of know what happened. But if like it was silent the whole time and then everyone's still silent, like you can direct the conversation. Don't forget that. Like use your time wisely. Yay. That's what we're all here for. And your first comedian. Wow. She is a she is just a, a just a, a dash of joy and a, a sprinkle of cayenne pepper. Put your hands together for Alyssa Westerlund. Oh yeah, okay. Oh yeah, I have I have new jokes. I swear to God, I have new jokes. I know I do. Oh my God. Okay, what was it? Okay, I was just thinking if you're if your man, if your partner, if your whatever husband calls you his old lady, that just means he has a new one. Um, what else? Oh, I so my first boyfriend was a black guy. Oh, he's so hot. Erickson, he was black guy, football player, basketball. Oh, so fucking hot. Huge dick. All the good stuff, right? Uh, my dad met him. My dad met him. He, my dad was a little intimidated, right? He, he After uh, he met Erickson, he was like, hey, Alyssa, uh, so you're dating this black guy. Uh, you know, uh, black men are stupid, right? And I was like, whoa, dad, that's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. You know, because it's like my first babysitter was a black guy. And uh, I didn't, I didn't know. Like, how was I supposed to know my dad had a stupid person watching me? <laughs> um, anyway, I'm trying to do racial jokes. Okay, <laughs> trying to do racial jokes. Anyway, uh, just everybody start with the, the, the premise that you probably are racist. Okay, just start there. Denying that you're racist is uh, racist, actually. That is racist. Okay, what else do I want to talk about? I feel like I watched my parents grow up. I don't know how you guys, how much you paid attention to your parents. You probably were just crying for candy or something. I was really watching my parents. I feel like I had to because they were doing some crazy crazy shit. And uh, my parents went through a lot of phases. So I was born in a cult. I've talked about that before. That's not what we're going to talk about now. When they left the cult, when my parents left the cult, they just re, they rejoined all of their friends who had left the cult. They rejoined, they made a new cult. And, uh, and uh, now, I mean, so basically what were they into? They were into orgies. They were into doing ecstasy. Uh, my dad went through a cowboy phase. He went through a cowboy phase. We had horses. Uh, my dad won a belt buckle and then he got depressed and then he sold the horses. He sold Aladdin. I was very sad about that. I had a horse named Aladdin. Okay. Um, so we're rich people. Uh, yeah, and then uh, then what are, what are the other phases? So then my dad became a shaman. Then he started administering psychedelics to people. We started having shamans come from you know Peru to do ayahuasca ceremonies. We did a lot of t- uh, there was a lot of toad foam happening. That's DMT. We actually just had jars of uh, San Pedro in these you know brown jars in the refrigerator and ayahuasca. And we were such good kids that we knew we couldn't drink anything in the brown jars. Okay, we never did that. Like we had guns in the house. We had fucking ayahuasca. And we were just like, mom said no, so we're not gonna. I should have fucking drank. I've still never done ayahuasca, okay? I could have been tripping balls. Anyway, we had uh, this place called Club Void on the property. Club Void was two teepees. My dad and I, we went out into the woods and we actually got the poles. We cut down the trees and we stripped these teepee poles ourselves, okay? And then we had a sweat lodge and then we. 
We had an outhouse there. We had sho- we had showers, outdoor showers. We had a thing called the sky bed. Very dangerous to sleep up there if you were on mushrooms or anything like that. You could fall off, but it was a great view. Anyway, uh, Club Void was just a place for all these adults to come and do ayahuasca, mushrooms, ecstasy, whatever the fuck drugs they want to do. Run around naked. Our neighbors were normal people, okay? So they didn't like that there were all these like hippies running around naked and they eventually um, they kicked uh, they we had to build a wall. So um, I'm all I'm all for building walls. You guys, I think I think (laughs) I think it's good. Just I think we should. It was a very big wall. It was a 10 foot tall. Anyway, the one thing I mean, this is going to take over my fucking minute. But my mom, when she 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 was on mushrooms, I was I was 10 and my brother was eight. And she started telling us that nothing was nothing was real. Nothing mattered. Everything was fake. Money isn't real. So my brother, the genius that he is, said, if not nothing is real if money doesn't matter can I have your wallet and she said yes and then we took the money we split it and then he went to her and he said can I have your credit cards too and I swear to god it was like the cop showed up because she was totally fucking sober and she was like no no you can't have my fucking cre- credit cards credit cards are very real um so that's my childhood okay comments <laughs> Alyssa Westerlin packing a 10 minute set into 3 minutes and 53 seconds. That I was did incredible. it! I did it! 3 minutes and 53 seconds. Toad foam? Toad foam is DMT. It's oh. how it actually. It, well, we synthesized it. Well, teach us, oh guru. I don't think anyone's ever heard the to- toad foam. I've done drugs for many, many moons. And yeah, I've you never scrape heard. the back of the toad and then you dry the foam. It's a, it's a poison. They use it to deter their predators. Uh, it makes their predators trip balls, and then they, then they don't eat them, right? That's yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just an amazing thing to add to a set. Just talking about toad foam. I'll toad explain foam. it I mean, when I do it. I mean, it helps with the whole hippie thing. It helps with the, the sky bed. Is a lovely thing. Thing. And I thought when the hippies are building a wall of like, because they're on mushrooms, what is it out of? Like sticks, like beavers, or like what? Weird no, my dad actually collect. knows how to build things. He oh, owns funny. a construction company. <laughs> it was just a regular wall made out of. We were normal when we were outside of the house, you know, like just at the house on the property. It was very funny. Okay, any other feedback? Uh, yeah, I would. I don't know if it was just like because it was a shorter set, but I feel like there was so much good shit in there that I wanted you to unpack. Yes, I don't have. Yeah, I didn't. Okay, I. (laughs) But Um, that's what I was going for. Was there anything that you could help me clue in? Yeah, for sure. I think part of it is like I would love to hear about how that's like what your parents did has influenced the shit you do today. I think your mom going on mushroom trips when you're 10, like you just observing your parents' mushroom trips as a kid is absolutely hilarious. Um, I'm trying to think what else that... uh, Yeah, I mean, talking what you said just now about how your family was like normal outside the house. So if you can also show us that parallel of like how they'd behave outside and then you'd be like, then we'd get home and (laughs) this shit would happen. (laughs) My dad would take off his clothes and wrap a sarong around his waist and we'd all saw his junk. Uh, No way. That's very thin material. He was anti-body shaming, okay? Amazing. the part about like the you didn't drink anything in the brown jars is funny. Like, <laughs> the idea that that's child proofing for you is they put the bad stuff in the brown jar. Like it's funny. Or you probably could unpack that and go in. Child proofing. Uh, uh, yeah. Or um. Yeah. Like yeah. That's funny. Okay. Uh, I think. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I thought it, I like the you. You were like we went through a lot of phases, right? I thought it would have been fun if you had. So like sometimes the phases blurred together. Like you went from cowboys <laughs> to Indians, literally. You built a fucking sweat lodge. Uh, you had you had horses, and then you built a sweat lodge. Like you went kind of like backwards. You like it was like almost, uh, regressing there. Uh, you change. 
You kept pissing off your neighbors. Something that could be funny is like you see you kept pissing off your neighbors, but you guys were changing phases so much that they just kept, they kept thinking like a new family kept moving in every couple of years. And then once they finally figured out the jig, then you just built a wall. Built like, a wall. Yeah. Okay. And then jig is up. Yeah, I think that's all I've got. Cool. Uh, I was just thinking a little bit more on how you did. Um, they got out of the cult, and everybody got out of the cult, got into a new cult, like the no cult cult. Yeah, the no cult, yeah, no yeah. cult. And, and how, you know, even like a one sentence of a, a few lines of how we were distinguished of not really being a cult, you know, the anti-cult or whatever. Yeah, okay. you know. the anti-cult, got it. Thank you, guys. Hey, I would, um, maybe, like, the black people are stupid is kind of a tough pill to swallow, but you can make it more about like black people are irresponsible because that might even play better with like then why did I see my babysitter? Yeah, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And then also when you do all the sort of things about guns and ayahuasca, that's a perfect time to call back like that you had a fucking <laughs> babysitter that was irresponsible and you had all this crazy shit. So that's like the total time you have to talk about that when you bring that up again of all the crazy shit you had in your house. <laughs> we were that's how your babysitter was paid is yeah. she was paid out of the brown jars, brown jars. she was paid in the it brown jar guy, fluid and it was dad my dad <laughs> what if, like i had no idea my parents were racist i didn't know until i was until i started dating a black guy you know because it was a guy who babysat me uh, yeah masood big black guy it's great uh, clap your hands together right. for Alyssa westerland <laughs> your next comedian is a very funny man and he wants your comments, everybody. Put your hands together for John Gallagher. Gimme, 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 gimme. Gimme your little comments. I, uh, yeah, guys. I, a women's march happened over the week. Uh, great women's march, great for women, even better for cat callers, huh? What do you guys think, huh? It's so one time where it's okay. It's like, yeah, I see you out there. It's like, yeah, you do. He's like, yeah, feminism, finally. Yes, this is what I'm about. I'm looking at all these chicks, dude, supporting. Uh, one thing that uh, the Women's March is bad for is uh, getting into a loud street argument with your girlfriend in Berkeley. Oh, boy, that is a bad time to do that. Uh, I got into an argument with my girlfriend over there. And uh, right as you said, like, shut up, you dick. This woman on a bike came by and just straight up Nelsoned me. Now, does anybody know... Nelson from The Simpsons. Nelson is a character that shows up to just laugh at everybody's misfortune. So as my girlfriend just loudly talks shit to me, this woman on a bike goes, <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Now I know how that feels. So be careful out there, everybody. It's one. Ah, don't worry. It's the most expensive thing I own. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. Um, guys, one other thing. I, I had to go. To, I was supposed to go to Reno, Nevada this weekend, but there's horrible storms. Uh, my very first meeting with my girlfriend and my parents went okay, but they, my parents gave me some really weird uh, feedback. Like it was mostly positive, except for this one thing uh, my mom said to me immediately. Uh, she meets my girlfriend. She's like, "Oh yeah, we love her a lot. She reminds me of your cousin." Ooh. Bad feedback, guys. It's supportive, but nobody wants to hear that you're having sex with someone like your cousin. That is a bad thing to say, which is why my immediate response is like, oh, kind of like how you look like my aunt. <laughs> it's my, my dad's sister. And my mom goes, shut up. It's the only comeback you can really have in that situation. It's like, well, we're all in the incest game together, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, guys. Pedophilia, pretty big deal. What do you think? Yeah, okay. A lot of people say pedophilia is a pretty big deal. Uh, I disagree. I think pedophilia is actually multiple smaller deals. Huh? 
multiple child size deals, some would say. Yeah, yeah you know. Uh, I said that joke a little bit ago, and uh, one of the reactions that a man had from the audience wasn't laughter. It was actually, uh, he just yells and goes, oh, you mean fun size? Nope. <laughs> Nope, that's not what I'm going for at all. And if uh, anybody has that reaction, they're a pedophile. That's how you find. That's how you find pedophiles, huh? Um, I uh, was reading about illiteracy. Do you think people like were illiterate for so long because riding with a feather looks stupid? You know, you know what I mean. Like, like riding with a feather just looks like a fancy thing. Like somebody's just like. Ooh. <laughs> Like you're such, you're inherently such a dick because you have to, to write your thoughts down, an animal must die, you know? Like that's the entire process of writing stuff down. Like Lily, Lily little fancy boys are the only people allowed to write stuff down for years. Like even the constitution was, was written down by makeup wearing wig boys waving feathers around. And that kind of sucks. Like what do you, why are you doing that? Are you going to, it looks like you're just warming up your wrist to tickle a fat kid later. That's really all you're doing there. And I like, I love, I love the idea of like, especially the constitution. Cause like the constitution in hindsight was like the founding fathers, they wrote down, they signed it. Right. And these wealthy aristocrats. And nowadays like people have to defend, like I always think about second amendment uh, defenders. People are like, well, the founding fathers, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson were bros just like me that want Americans to have guns. And they were, they were just on my level guys that understood me. It's like, no, the founding fathers were fancy men that wouldn't piss on you to put you out. Uh, if you were on fire, they hate you. Uh, you have less stock than slaves. Uh, at least slaves have value. You don't have any value to them. Anyway, bye. John Gallagher, everyone. Yay. Tackling the tough issues. Incest, slavery, pedophilia. I mean, Christ, what don't you hit in your set? <laughs> Damn. Damn, that's true. I just, that's what I did. Yeah, where's the... Can you can you can you make fun of cunts too? Because that would really bring it all the yeah, way around. Show me a cunt. I'll make fun of it. The the only thing I feel like, the only <laughs> I, I I think you're amazing and I loved everything. The oh, only thing you. I p place I think you could go further is that, like, you talked about incest for a minute and then pedophilia for a minute. And the only real difference is that incest porn is legal. Oh, that's true. Fuck. Like pedophilic porn is illegal. Oh, there's yeah. porn for both. Just there's one of oh, them. Yeah, is Marty begs to differ. We got a little. <laughs> yeah, pedophilia is just getting high in your own supply. You know, it's kind of it's bad rules. What? Bad in-house rules. <laughs> you know, dipping into your own. Yeah, whatever. That's a bad. That's in, that's incest. Is... Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, you said pedophilia. Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, I'm mad. Yeah, I meant incest. All right. Uh, I thought, was that, what was the Reno mention for? Was it supposed to be connected to your girlfriend meeting your parents? Oh, yeah. No, I was, that's, that's the only reason I said it. it was just going back home. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I like, cause I, like I dropped my shit and I kind of like lost my train of thought. So I was trying oh, to okay. Yeah. Uh, cause I thought it's like, oh, that like getting told that's, uh, uh, told, told your girlfriend looks like your cousin or is a lot like your cousin is. Bad regular feedback, but good Reno feedback. Oh, fair. That's that's good. So if you're gonna play, <laughs> that's it, true. I mean, especially do alongside yeah. like your like anti Reno jokes. Oh, totally. It's like, hey, yeah, banging your fucking cousin or whatever. Um, that's good. Yeah, thanks, man. And I think we did. I think I might have mentioned something similar to this last time. You did the joke about the founding fathers, but it's like when you bring it up, like the fact that like these weren't manly men. Like the constitutional convention, constitutional convention was basically like a drag show. Totally. Like they're all wearing wigs and getting drunk away from one feathers or something totally. like that. Like I don't know, okay. something along those lines. Well, thank you. 
like one more thing about the imagery for, of the founding fathers is like didn't they like wear like blush sometimes oh, hell yeah, yeah just, they wore a lot of lipstick yeah yeah and just, blush. They, they kissed each other there's so much <laughs> yeah <laughs> about the women's march i just want to say being good for cat collars is great but also like handmaid's tale you could go really dark and be like hey this is where we round them up you know oh. basically they get all the women in one place something for like into the world i don't know i just kind of imagined yeah, I don't know what I was imagining there. Okay. The cat collars, it's kind of like, they're not really the, that, I mean, they're they're there, they're not that but bad. But that's what you need the cat collars for, is to rustle up those girls. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> hey there, little missy, get over there. Right, wrangle them, <laughs> wrangle the women into one little, anyway. Okay, thank you. Yay! That's John Gallagher. He's an exciting, he's an exciting comedian. One to watch here in San Francisco. If there's anything to see, it's this next comedian, what he's doing. Uh, he's part of Destiny's Mom. You guys are going to love him. Take notes. Pay attention. It's David Roth. I like that song. So, yeah, my name is David Roth. Uh, it is a very unoriginal name. That's also the same name as the leader of Van Halen. Uh, one Van Halen, Jason Cole, the only person that knows who Van Halen is in this room of youngsters. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Marty's like, fuck no. Also, the name of the world's most famous coin magician, which goes to show how unfamous coin magicians are. Uh, I feel like the only way to actually get my name on Wikipedia is to kill both of those guys. Um, I I just feel like I have a super basic name. Like I when I was ma- when I got married, I got married to a Jessica, and she was like, "Oh my god, we should get like the URL like davidandjessica.com." I feel like there's like never been a more unavailable URL in the history of URLs. It was like David and Jessica was taken, Jessica and David, Dave and Jess, Jess and Dave, the not.com slash all of those, Jessica M and David R, David R and Jessica M. It's just a super basic name. Uh, and let's see, I, I think I've, I've been noticing like names, there seems to be like name doppelgangers out there. like. Certain names are the exact same as other names. Like, have you, have you ever met like a Ben that that couldn't be a Josh? You know, like those are the exact same fucking names. Every every Janet is also a Renee, uh, and I feel like there's like Jeeves gets a lot of a lot of hype for being you know like a Butler, but I've never met a Terry that hasn't been a gym coach. You know, and like all Terrys, no matter what, like sleeping with women. Uh, that's a lesbian reference for those slow. Um, this joke went really well in my writing session yesterday. This is very crushing. Uh, <laughs> let me see what else. Oh, yeah, and like Ashley's. I have four different friends. I have four friends named Ashley, and none of them have the exact same spelling. There's like E-Y, A-Y, E-E, and E-I-G-H, and they're all like, they're all in Miami right now. I feel like Kirsten, Kirsten, and Kristen like only fuck Brocks. Um, <laughs> someone in the back appreciates this. Um, man, I was gonna do this at a show, and I'm really glad I didn't know. Oh yeah, and I know like I have a a hairdresser, and she has like a side ponytail and blows big bubbles and but with her bubble gum, but she's not named Becky. I just think that's ridiculous. Okay, that was fun to try. You know, it's joke workshop. We're all here to grow, right? Uh, what else? So, 
I talked a little bit about this last week, but I was um, like really into prank phone calls growing up as a teenager. Uh, and I lived on this like fifth store apartment, a fifth story apartment um, in Michigan when I was in high school. And across the street where was this like payphone. And there was like the phone number of the payphone like was listed on itself. So I would like call people that were like passing by and they were just like random people would like pick up the payphone. And I'd just be like, you with the red hat and the L.L. Bean book bag, go into the 7-Eleven and scream, I've won, I've won, I've won and pick up a thousand dollars. Thanks, Pam. And then like nine out of 10 people were just like, what the fuck is going on? But then one out of 10 people was like plenty because they would just like run into the 7-Eleven. There was like no better feeling in my heart than just like knowing what was happening, that they were just making a fool of themselves. And then they would like come back out of the 7-Eleven. And then this one dude, he was basically like a hobo. And he just like starts looking around. He's like, God damn you. God damn you. What the fuck? It's my money and I want it now. Give me my thousand dollars. And then I like felt super bad for this dude. Uh, it, was, it just wasn't cool. So I called him back and I was like, uh, hey man, I just want to say like, I'm really sorry. Um, actually, the thousand dollars is inside Subway. <laughs> okay, thank you. David Roth, prankster extraordinaire. Comments. Yeah, um, I thought that phone booth joke is pretty funny and I think one, our payphone joke I think um, as you continue to practice that and get like more animated with it I think that's gonna hit a lot of people especially cause that ending is really fucking funny that you just double down on being mean to him yeah. um, for the name stuff I just didn't know like where you were headed with it I think it started off like like when it was about you and your wife's name, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. But then later on, I was like, wait, what is happening right now? Is it just like telling us stereotypes of like these names? Like, uh, what okay. does this mean? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was thinking the uh, the Brock name. You should change. You should change the Brock name. I think because that just makes me think of Brock Turner, the guy who was. And now I'm wondering what the name of that girl was behind the dumpster. <laughs> Thanks, Matthew Quirk. Uh, <laughs> um, a good. I thought. I thought the, uh, the 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 bit about the websites could use like a little bit of a kick at the end or something because I, I, I like where you're going. It's like, God damn it! Like, well, also like as you're already married, what do you need a website with your two's names for it, right? Like, we don't have a wedding registry anymore. Are we like, what are we trying to publicize our marriage for? Uh, but like, also. Yeah, yeah, like you guys are done. Like, and do I have to kill you? Like, I killed David Lee Roth and the magician David, or whatever. <laughs> uh, like, you just got like had this list, the whole list of people you have to kill because they have the website now too. And then uh, I like the Terry joke, but I just didn't get it until you told me what it was. <laughs> I think it's actually it is good. I just feel like you could uh, make it clearer somehow. I don't know. And then. Something about like you like you're like the master manipulator at the phone booth. Like you felt like Hans Gruber in Die Hard or something. Like you should have like st felt like you should have picked up like a German accent to like f really fuck with people or something like that. I don't know. Like you said, more animated would be funny. On the name thing, um, instead of just like taking time to compare spellings or whatever, you could maybe elaborate on a person with that particular name, you know, what that represents, like anybody named Jessica, you know, or, or whatever, you know, just elaborate what that name really represents to yeah, you. Yeah, Exactly, yeah, just elaborate. And Stephen the, Curry plays basketball. With the name but Don't you dare call yeah. him Stephen. 
I love all your jokes. You're super good. Uh, that's just, that's like, super helpful in a set where no one laughed, but thank no, you. I, <laughs> I thought it was funny, though. Uh, I think uh, with your naming joke, there's like a, a really sweet opportunity for if you did crowd work earlier, you could be like, right. people named Janesh always have a full plate of nachos or something like that, you know? Yeah. Huh. Um, I was thinking, you're good. Yeah, it could be like yeah. Could, the whole thing could turn into a crowd work. Uh, so I was thinking that when you were saying the thing about David Lee Roth and the famous magician, you missed a perfect opportunity for like a Highlander reference. Like there can only be one, something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 I don't okay. know. I just immediately thought like if you just ended it with like I had to kill both of them, like Highlander, you know, or, something okay, like that. Cool. Like David Lee Roth will die soon, also. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But all, all, all they enough, every time you killed, every time you killed another David Roth, Van Halen would start playing. Will lightning hit you? So, and yeah. clearly, you got their hair. Everyone else keeps losing. Every other David Lee, every David Roth is losing their hair. But you seem to be just fine. So good to be I just wondered about the trusting the payphone. Uh, just some kind of comment about the fact that some they would actually answer. Like nowadays, if you tried to do that, no one would stop. Everybody would walk yeah, by. Yeah, there's not even a payphone to call now. Right, there's not a payphone to call. But even if there were, we would just walk yeah. right by. So it's like a different time. I don't know something yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, okay. time yeah. traveling. Uh, and a list of possible like fake accomplishments for your Wikipedia page. Like you could tell us all these accomplishments, everything that you've done, and then be like, now I have to kill both of these people. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Okay, cool. Clap your hands together, everybody. David Roth! All right. That was good. You guys are giving me comments. Good job. Your next comedian, he has a show every Tuesday from noon to 2 p.m. It's called My Limited View here on MutinyRadio.fm, but you can download it in a billion places on the internet. Put your hands together right now for Sergio Navoa! <laughs> Hi, 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 you guys. My name is Sergio. I'm really excited to be here tonight. I actually got my hair done. Do you like it? It's called the Mr. Clean Chic. Let me check. Any exes here? No. Good. Let's talk about them. I don't mind running into my exes with my car, which is why I was fired by Uber and strangely hired by Lyft. Now, I know you're looking at me and wondering, is he, is he not? You're not quite sure what side of the fence I'm on. Your suspicions are correct. I'm an immigrant. And I'm here to take your jobs. Porque todos ustedes son un montón de hijos de puta que no quieren trabajar. In English, that translates to, I'm really happy to be here. Latino men do not get any credit for boosting the economy with our cologne purchases. You can smell a Latino from a block away. And you can smell him for two blocks after he left. We love cologne so much, we have a saying in Spanish, por si me besa, por si me abraza, por si se pasa. Translation, in case we kiss, in case we hug, in case we go too far. Have you met Latinos? We always go too far. I have enough cousins for two baseball teams. And I have 17 nieces and nephews, 17. I am the only one in my family without children. I didn't want to worry about the baby weight, so I had my tubes tied. Now, I recently came out to my family, 
as a comic, they were not happy with my decision. They wanted me to be a doctor. As a child, I was gifted. My parents gave me away. It was more like a drop-off, really. At a church. I used to be a personal trainer for Crunch Fitness. Their slogan is no judgment. When you hire a trainer, you're basically paying for someone to torture you and boss you around. Hey, if that's your fetish, no judgment. Now, my favorite clients were brides-to-be. They are so focused on reaching their goal. Sleep with as many men as possible right before they say I do. Now, nutrition was my specialty. If you're looking to lose weight, I'll share a tip with you. Trust me, this method works. As soon as you're done eating, throw up. It works. Now, I finally gave in and signed up for online dating. There are so many options. Match, Grinder, the sex offender registry. I was really excited when I got my first match. But I was really nervous to go on my first date. You may not know it by looking at me, but I'm one of those people who actually needs help at a department store. I'm one of those weird gays who can't decorate, do hair or makeup, and I can barely dress myself. But my clothes always look great on your bedroom floor. <laughs> now, I take long breaks between relationships, mainly because I have to wait for the rash to clear. It took me a bit longer this last time because I don't have insurance, but I have friends in tech. They have insurance, so I took their penicillin, which means I am now rash-free and ready to start dating. <laughs> now tell me, how many of you know someone who's really hot and you would totally have sex with them, but you know you can't because they're a relative? Just me? I'll tell you this, it was a hot time in a cool town that night. Uh, that is it, my name is Sergio. <clears throat> Sergio Novoa, everyone. So just so you know, I'm doing a set where I'm trying not to use anything sexual or dirty. <coughs> so that's my that attempt at not- That was that, super <laughs> non -tugging. That's my attempt at not being like overly aggressive, you know. <laughs> just so you know. That, that was your attempt. Wow. Yes. <laughs> No is that your clean stuff. set? That's, that's your that's that's Yeah, clean there's set. really Bad. nothing majorly dirty, right? Well, the uncle. Yeah, well, I. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, pedophilia. Um, <laughs> I, did I bring up pedophilia? <laughs> Megan's Law? The, you're, you're talking about you're, the you're sex, offender sex offender registry? Oh, that's not bad. He's attempting. If you break it, was your rash. You're rash from dating people, <laughs> waiting for the rash to clean up. That's more oh, I guess I'm not. <laughs> there you go. Not as clean as I thought. You didn't swear though. That was I, yeah, I typically don't swear. Yes. Okay. Well. Whoopsie. Marty, why don't you go first again? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, get out of the way. Um, uh, the first, you know, the line about uh, you're not sure which side of the fence you're on. I'm an immigrant, so it's not. It's it's about to be what side of the wall I'm on, or something like that. Play on the the wall shit. Um, uh, you didn't you used to say something about a ba you had like enough like uh, cousins have like a baseball team or something like that, which I think it's funny. You say like Latinos measure measure everything at baseball teams or something like that. Like, oh, got it. Okay. Let's just make a Latino joke. Uh, <laughs> you do have that. You say that you have enough. Your family has enough for two baseball teams. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you did? Okay, I did sorry. I, I missed it. Uh, and then uh, you mentioned the sex offender registry, uh, which is 
Good. It's a good line. Uh, it's also called Megan's Law, which is like the website you go to. It's Megan'sLaw.com. Oh. But you didn't initially want to go to that because you're like, is this for girls? I don't want... <laughs> That would make it not clean, but yes, I see where you're going. I do like that. <laughs> Again, it's already not clean. Right? <laughs> Sex offender registry. <laughs> That's over the edge. <laughs> um, Sergio, not to pile on, but uh, you said Latino men go always go too far. Yeah. Again, that's another opportunity to say, look at the Mexicans. They keep going too far, too far north. Okay, got it. Another Playing great, another great timely wall joke if you want to drop that in because it's super clean and not uh, dirty. It's pretty full. Yeah. Super clean, that's me. You just won't get comments. Uh, that, I like uh, I liked your, your, all your jokes and you always dress well and are, you're well-groomed. Every time I see you. Um, I really liked your uh, bit at the very end where you fucked your grandpa's dead corpse. That was fucking awesome. Did it? No, I didn't do I didn't your, rel- <laughs> your relatives, that's super hot, remember? Oh, the, yeah, I took, I took grandpa out of it because I thought that was taking it over the edge. Right, oh, okay. So you remember that from last time. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got rid of the grandpa part. Fucking name. <laughs> I just had a quick, oh, God, more. A quick flip where you said you got fired from uh, Uber. Uber. Now I would I would flip it because Uber is known as the more unethical company. I would say you got fired for Lyft. Now it's I work for Uber. Oh, I can see that. They had all the sexual harassment stuff and all this other crap they did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the use of Spanish was hilarious, especially if like someone understands it and then you follow up with that. And I think even if they don't understand it, like the emphasis you put on puta, like they'll know what you're getting at. Um, your parents didn't actually give you away, right? No. Yeah, well, I wouldn't use that because if you're telling stories about them and then you're like, they gave me to a church, people are be like, wait, what the fuck? Didn't he just yeah. say like the you church thing? So I would I either like elaborate on the church thing or like get rid of it. If you're So I, and I do have a bit on the church thing, but it okay. deals with pedophilia. So since I'm trying to clean it up, I took it out. Okay. <laughs> so I'll find something else yeah, to add to it. Yeah, otherwise okay. I'd get rid of that line. Um, I'm trying to think what else. You talk about? All right. Cool. Okay. It was it was funny, dude. <laughs> That's my clean act. <laughs> Sergio Novoa. Listen to it and you'll realize you ain't working clean, buddy. All right. Yeah, it's hard when they mean like clean, clean concepts if you don't swear. Like I have a joke about buttholes, but it's not clean. But I don't actually say asshole. I don't actually swear or say shit, but I do say butthole, which is not swear. Anyway. Your next comedian. He lives a he I don't want to tell you guys where he lives, but I know where he lives. Put your hands together, everyone, for Victor Trevino. What's up, guys? Um I have a new development in my life recently. I was fired from my job last week. Hell yeah. Solidarity. Like, I am not upset because I fully deserved it, you know? Like, when, uh, I don't know, man. Fucking, my manager sat me down. He, like, scheduled the meeting, and I just, like, kind of knew what we were going to talk about the whole time. I kind of, like, felt proud of him for, like, discovering that I'm a bad worker, you know? <laughs> like, when he started giving me that talk, I wanted to do, like, a slow clap, like, yes. <laughs> um no, uh, but uh, I definitely know that he used to think I worked hard. There's, there was a point where he thought I was a hard worker because for Christmas he bought me like a wrist rest that's shaped like a little baguette. Like a wrist rest shaped like a baguette. The idea was that he thought I worked so hard that my wrist hurt. 
that makes sense like he thought i was coming to work with hurt wrists and still working and so he bought me a little pillow for my wrists shaped like a baguette does he, he imagine me just sitting there rifling off keystrokes with fucking hurt wrist? I don't know. This is funny to me. Like, he thought of me for Christmas, and he was like, Victor is the kind of guy who wouldn't complain about carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> I don't know what uh, clued him off. Like, I've, I would show up to work at like 11 a.m., and I'd take like two-hour lunch breaks, and I'd leave at 5 p.m. with everyone else. <laughs> He fucking loved me, dude. Rest in peace, this uh, job. Uh, I got to ask a question that I'd wanted to ask the whole time, though. There was a lady at my office that had a little a service dog. And I had to. I asked her my last week, I was like, because you're not supposed to ask this to people with service dogs. I said, why do you need that dog? And she goes, fuck, I have Crohn's disease. <laughs> do you guys know what Crohn's disease is? It's the one we shit. What's that dog doing for her? It's a little Pomeranian white dog. When she said that, she was like, I have Crohn's disease. And then she scurried into the bathroom and her dog like followed her in there. Is that dog, what's that dog doing? What do you guys think that dog's doing for her? It wipes her ass with that dog. That's a possibility. I think two things that are interesting about that. Uh, one, she's probably just lying, just to have a dog. But think about it, Crohn's disease does two things for this lady. She gets to bring her little dog to work and no one complains about it. She also gets to sit in the bathroom for like 30 minutes at a time. <laughs> I should have faked Crohn's disease, I wouldn't have got fired. Um. Yeah, and like she used to do this thing to me where uh, I'd go to pet the dog and she'd be like, no, no, you can't do that. The dog's on duty. <laughs> it's on duty. You might distract the dog. And the dog would always look at me like, dude, she's overreacting. <laughs> you can pet me. I can handle it. And she would like, uh, she thinks that she would, she would point to the dog's service jacket. Like I had a little cute service dog jacket like that would make me want to pet it less it looks like a cute little medic okay that's it thank you victor trevino this tiny dog he wants to touch tiny touch the tiny dog Victor Trevino, fired from his job. Looks like a guy who's been fired from his job. <laughs> hey, boy. hey, I'm sorry. I should build him. He does. He's, he he talks like a slow stoner who got fired from his job. I got something to say to you guys in four minutes. Was that too mean? I'm sorry. That was the. That was it. That was the. I think. That's why I lost you guys. Yeah. That's uh. Is this working? You have to, if that's the one in that corner, you have to have your mouth really close to it. It's like the worst microphone Should out there. I touch there you go. Little that's little much better. Okay. There you go. Your your jokes are f- fucking really good. And, <laughs> and I like your delivery also. Um, I would recommend filing for unemployment, first of all. That's like a good move for a comic, you know? Um, 
But also, maybe in the the joke with the Crohn's disease, the dog was like trained to sniff where the nearest shitter is, mm. you know. And then you could use your own dog that could sniff where the nearest job is. <laughs> What's your joke? <laughs> That's funny. Thank you. Uh, yes, uh, I would like to use that uh, wrist pillow joke uh, as part of my why I hate millennials. Okay. I mean, a wrist pillow for keys. I can't fucking stand it. I can't stand it. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, the, for, for all the listeners at home, Matthew Quirk's uh, peenie says pimp on the front of it. Just thought. Save that for a roast. That's good. Uh, oldest homeless uh, ball I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, the bit about the service dog was funny. I think uh, the dog still had to follow her in the bathroom, though, so the dog always had to hang out with this person while they were shitting. Oh, yeah. I totally, I totally lost a part of the joke, but go ahead. Oh, well, maybe you were in the same way. So the dog had to have its own service dog because it was PTSD <laughs> from all this. So you have stuff like a... Uh, it's always funny to get the imagery of like a Russian nesting set of like service dogs where you like each one has to have its own service dog is so stressed out from hanging out hanging out with someone shitting all the time the, the other part cat. of the joke is like when do service dogs get off work because they just go home with her and they don't go to their home separate family right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah you're on the same track yeah. Yeah. a service mouse uh, I think uh, you losing your job is, is funny to start with but I, I I don't know what your job was so you can use the opportunity to say something outlandish or something that's just unexpected or you can just use it to kind of add a punchline otherwise I just feel sad for you <laughs> uh, and I know that was the point but you know you, you could have got another laugh if you punched up with something yeah I, I, I was going to say like what do you do I think it's really the concept of like your boss <laughs> hell yeah old man can't get coins uh, okay like that you would not know your boss would not know that you've just not been working is pretty funny and then uh, also, it's like, now, I think you have an opportunity. It's like, now that you know what the dog is used for, like, you think you wouldn't really want to touch it all that much. That's a good um, point. Yeah. I don't know if you want to mention that or That's not. That's funny. But, yeah. yeah, I like that. You don't pet it. Like, don't worry, I wasn't. Yeah, it's a shit dog. Is it used for toilet paper? Does it lick up the poo? Like, uh, how does exactly well, does it... a bright white dog, so I don't... Oh. It would like, show. <laughs> no, that's actually what I was going to say. I was like, uh, you said it's like... She wouldn't let you pet it because it's on duty. It's like, no, oh, I understand. It's she meant it's eating duty. Yeah. That's what this. Right. Ah! <laughs> oh my god, it's eating duty. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then the other That's one was genius. like, uh, it's like you know, that means my manager, like with the the arm pillow, it's like it means my manager, like saw like uh, or saw this thing and thought of me. But it's like, or he saw lunch and thought of me. It was like Victor loves lunch. Oh, that two funny, hours yeah. every day. <laughs> so, <know>. yeah. <laughs> Clap your hands wildly for Victor Trevino! One to one, man to man, it's toe to toe, don't need to slow, Alright, your next comedian remembers when this song came out and probably had it memorized. Put your hands together for Jason Cole! Take a tool, do the sword, I'll strain the rain, paint the train. Oh yeah, Blondie, what's up? I can't stay long, as you can tell by the way I'm dressed. I'm going to be directing a gangbang later. Okay, is that politically is that politically incorrect? I'm going to be facilitating a consent circle later. 
Guys, comedy is fun. We're all comedians. We're proof that narcissism and low self-esteem can coexist in one body. I was feeling down the other day. My neighbor, he's uh, religious, and he said, Jason, God has a plan for everybody. And my plan is apparently unlimited nights and weekends alone. That's the name of my plan. <laughs> it's limited friends and family, guys. That's what we're talking about. It's sadness. So comedy is going pretty good. I recently opened for a slideshow. <laughs> that happened. Uh, it was an out-of-town gig in Clarksburg, California. Have you heard of it? It's north of Nowheresville. Yeah. I knew I was in bad shape when my uh, navigation app said in 300 yards, turn right at the pile of possum blood. And I, I know, I didn't know that blood could pile, but it can in Clarksburg, California. And uh, so I pull up to the venue, <laughs> the venue. It was a cornfield with a small stage in front of it. And uh, it was run by this lovely, heavily tattooed Wiccan lady. Uh, she emerged from the corn and then she came out and told me about the show. She said, Jason, you see the band they're setting up. The band is setting up. They're going last. And before the band is going to be a slideshow promoting the, the event. And before the slideshow, you're going to do your comedy bits to warm them up. And I said, cool. I'm opening for PowerPoint. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. I was actually in a job interview, uh, and they said, do you have any experience with PowerPoint? And I said, funny, you should ask. I did eight minutes of dick jokes in a cornfield before a PowerPoint presentation was, what do you call it, was projected onto a barn. <laughs> it's a true story in front of a large pile of possum blood. And uh, I didn't get the job but I did get Lyme disease, Lyme's disease. Uh, got my car broken into, special deal a month ago. How many, how many people have not had their car broken into in San Francisco? Three people, nice. I couldn't tell, uh, they left my joke book, so you know, I've, that's why I'm still here. I wish they would have. So, but the, I realized, uh, the, they said the, the person across the street was like, oh, the homeless person came and broke your window and ran off. I'm like, thanks for helping. Uh, but I realized they stole my Fitbit. I mean, I didn't buy a Fit, but I have a day job, not bragging. And, uh, but we have a fitness challenge at work, so they gave everybody a Fitbit to make us forget that they don't give insurance or benefits. So it was a Fitbit, and it's had a challenge. The more steps you get, the more money you get, and all that stuff. And I was kind of pissed off, so I'm like, I better go online and deactivate it so they don't sell it. I went on there. It turns out that hobo is fucking walking nine miles a day. Guess who's number one in the office pool? Me, I'm tracking him all over town, but I had a problem. I went on a business trip with my entire team and the, we're with each other 24 seven. Like we do the, we did the meeting and then we're out having drinks afterwards and I'm still getting nine miles a day. <laughs> so I need to end the joke. I need to write what, what I did then. All right, guys, I appreciate it. My name is Jason. See you later. Jason Cole, does, what a premise! Does Fitbit do any like uh, like monitor your heart, uh, your yeah, blood yeah. pressure? This one doesn't, but I can in the joke, obviously. Well, yeah, because then you'd be like, so they they pulled me in. Although I'm walking nine miles a day, my blood alcohol level and my you know I'm having diabetes or something. Like you get a list off like four different you know. I like that. I can yeah, dig into, yeah. You can dig into what they're doing. I like your I like your vest and your um, your you have good posture like you have a it seems like your spine is pretty straight usually when you're telling jokes so that's that's a good thing. Um, 
I liked the part in the beginning when you directed a gangbang at <laughs> your sister's house. The consent circle is very cute. That's a very cute tag on Thank that. You. I like that. I think it's alarming that you how have Dan is interested in your spine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you're, uh, the line about narcissism and uh, self-deprecation or whatever is it, it, living together is good. I think you could use like one more like tag on that. Like it's possible to uh, think you're the shit and shit. Yeah. Like something along those lines. Like you need like I think you need one more line to drive it home. You know? Yeah. Um, if you're gonna keep ragging on people in uh, Clarksburg or whatever, just say like. Uh, it was really tough because they thought the PowerPoint was like a magic deck because they never seen technology before. And so like, I basically opened for a magician too. So something like that. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to keep ragging on them, uh, your homeless, uh, ringer has to, you're like, you don't want to say anything, but you just want, you'll, you'll call the charade once he makes you enough money to pay for the window and everything he stole. So like once he like hits that certain point, then you'll, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't usually like people. I don't, none of my notes are usually like set up your premise a little more because usually you don't have to, but I would set it up a little more with the office the before. Yeah, yeah. Before you start again, because halfway good. through I was like, oh my God. Okay. But like something even with like a, a talk through with like, you know, like, you know, like bitchy Susan thinks she can walk more than me because yeah. she's, you know, like say and something. I was behind the whole time. Yeah, because like, well, this is all the true story except for the hobo part. But, uh, yeah, there's 3,000 people at work and I was like 500. And, and that you around the water cooler or something, someone said something and you felt bad or some, you can make something funny in there. And then that sets it up for it to be more of like a we're in with you. Great. But that was good. Great premise. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, you done? Can you help me put my truck in? All right, Jason Cole, everybody. What did I do? Moving right along. So many people on the list. Your next comedian gives the weirdest. I think that he used. You have a very, I like your spine. It's probably the weirdest quote, <laughs> comment we've ever had. You're up next. But is that not the weirdest comment? I Just your spine. No, it's great. It was, you're great. I love your, I'll tell you stuff later. Dan Shively, yay! You guys, I got rid of my beard. Oh, fuck yeah. Fucking A, dude. I got tired of the smell of female ejaculate. <laughs> I have to write that shit down after this. <laughs> How you doing, Quirk? You ever caused a major car accident? You, have you been in a major car accident? No? You seem like a guy who's seen some shit, though, you know? Like, you maybe were the guy that caused it, and there were a lot of dead bodies, and that's why, like, things haven't gone so well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And now it's like you cover it up with like I have strong political opinions, but really it's like I fucked up that Mazda Miata ten years ago. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I like how every time I see you when I first walk into a fucking like place that does jokes, you're always fucking always there's a sandwich. <laughs> Like, your mouth is always full. I like that about you. I don't trust people who don't eat in public. 
Hey, Janesh. When you go to sleep and you can't sleep at night, what do you think about? Boom. I got a secret fan over here, dude. I got a secret fucking fan. That's most of my fans are secret fans, dude. Fuck yeah, man. I mean, I don't blame you, though, right? I come up with some really innovative shit, right? You just think about my face and, like, how my eyebrows are so separate. I shaved my unibrow today. I'm seeing a girl. Tired of female ejaculate. Anyway, okay. Um, so yeah, uh, you do you have kids? Yeah. You do. Do you um? Did that emerge from a? Uh, how do I say this without being heteronormative? Do you have a husband? Oh shit! That's good. Like, cause the other option is like getting cut, right? So that, that would, that's not that would suck. I'm fucking up the room right now. Touching his face, touching his face, touching his face. Sorry, guys. Um, so you guys have baby. People are like that. A lot of people have babies in my family, you know. And they're like, "We had a baby." I'm like, "No, you didn't. You didn't do shit. She had a baby. You went like this. Ch 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 chia, baby. That's what fucking happened. That's." What you should have said is I went like this. And now there's a fucking human being inside of her. You know? That's why dudes have such inflated egos. You know? Because we spooge and then it becomes a, a dude somewhere. You know? It's like we're wizards, but every spell feels awesome. Expelliarmus. Real quick, I went to the doctor the other day and he was sitting down and he's like, hey Dan, what's your diet like? And I was like, oh, it's mostly gas station food. And he was like, okay, I'll just mark no for sexually active. But yes for Taco Tuesdays, coming over to my house. That's my time. Yay, Dan Shively, yay. I only have two notes. Uh, One of them is gum Sad face. Oh, sorry. It, it just, I, and I know no, more normal people in normal shows, it might not bother them, but on the radio, it just sounds like. And yeah. let, but unless you're, unless it's purposeful, if you're gonna do something purposeful like that, I'm a hundred percent support it. Other than that, I just, I think it's, it's a lazy theatrical thing. Two, Spooge Dude is the best name for a band I've ever heard of in the history of bands. <laughs> I said Spooge Dude. You said Spooge Dude. You said then you just Spooge a dude. And I was like, oh my God, that's Spooja Dude or Spooge Dude is fucking, it sounds great. It's alliterative. It's, it's got Spooge Dude. It's got like the, the, alliter- the assonance in the middle. It's very, it's fun. I love it. Uh, you're super good at comedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that first joke about, because I'm tired of female ejaculate, that shit came out of left field. Hilarious. Please do that at shows. Like, that was a really funny joke. Uh, were you, what you were doing with Matt, was that like practice for crowd work or were you just... Yeah, that was practice. Okay, because that was funny, but I didn't know if you were trying to antagonize him. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too bad you've seen me like a thousand times and the crowd you're going to be working on is going to be all fresh people. Uh, yeah, I mean, no but, I, but I mean, if you can just do, make that shit up with the Mas Tamiata, that was funny. I also like came out of left field. And good work, man.
Uh, I just want to say, uh, hey, congratulations on the sex, dude. <laughs> Any other comments? That's it. Stan Shively. And thanks, everybody, for donating $2 to Mutiny Radio. We really appreciate it. It totally helps keep the doors open, and it's so important. And your next comic, he's such a supporter of the station. What a lovely human being. He's actually one of the hosts during the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival this year. Put your hands together for Marty Cunney. Hey, guys, I was reading the news and I saw a report that said that uh, 80% of children in Europe are conceived on IKEA furniture. Yeah, it's just cool. But it's because uh, in America, 80% of divorces happen because of IKEA furniture. Uh, la dee da, guys. I, uh, I, uh, I'm not so good at the dating app game. I think I'm too honest is the problem. Because uh, what, what does all the girls on dating apps say, right? They say they, want, uh, they like cars, they like wine, they like books, they like adventure, right? You show up to the date in your PT Cruiser, drinking your bag of Franzia, wearing your wizard's robe and reading your copy of Mein Kampf. They look at you like you're some kind of asshole, you know? <laughs> I'm checking all the boxes. This is what you're looking for, lady. This Franzia is chilled, and this Adolf guy has some interesting ideas. Uh, <laughs> um, the dating app game hasn't been going entirely bad for me. I actually had one girl ask me for a dick pic, which was weird because I thought you just sent it to him. I thought you didn't. I thought you didn't wait for them to ask. That was a, an odd process. But I was in a relationship for a long time, so I wasn't really sending dick pics, and so I realized I don't really know how to take a dick pic uh is there like angles people use i haven't found my angle yet i started trying i started trying to go for the top and i realized you can see like my spare tire in there and no one wants that no one wants your rolling hills onto the way to the washington monument you know what i mean so i uh i tried taking one from the side i don't know if you can see how big my ass is but uh if your dick doesn't go out farther than your ass on like the other side <laughs> don't take it from the side okay Take it from me. Uh, I tried taking one from below, right? Because I wanted that extra inch and a half in between your dick and balls, you know? I wanted to pad my resume a little bit. Uh, but that's a tough way to realize how short your arms are, is trying to take a picture like that. Looked like I was inspecting chicken breasts, you know? It wasn't a good look. And so, but I really wanted that angle. I wanted to pad the resume. And so I thought it, I, you know, being a college graduate, I was like, okay. I got a selfie stick. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get this angle. So go down, take the picture. Looks good. I'm actually pretty excited about it. About to hit send until I notice something. Uh, this. I photobombed my own dick pic, guys. It was just me and my little face in the background there like, hello. <laughs> oh, I can't get that image out of my head. New policy, guys. Uh, two head, only one head per picture. Uh, that's my new policy. Um, uh, I took a 23andMe recently, which is fun. Uh, I wanted to figure out where this ass came from because I thought I was just Irish. And uh, turns out, no surprises really. I'm 75% Irish, 25% Italian, which apparently means like 100% alcoholic because on the like history, like it has like a list of like hereditary diseases you might be susceptible to. And mine just said cirrhosis of the liver. And I was like, <laughs> that's not genetic, you assholes. <laughs> like, yeah, but come on. 
like I would like I would have gotten the same results if I just sent in a cotton swab covered in Jameson and Fernet. You know, like uh, it made me wonder though. I'm not sure my alcoholism is genetic because um, when I left home, like when I moved to moved to college, my mom got really bad empty nest syndrome, and uh, apparently she took a lot of inspiration from Sandra Bullock because she blindsided the only black kid in town. She pretty much took this one black kid under her wing and like helped him get into college and shit like that. And he ended up going to college on his basketball scholarship and then ended out dropping out for alcoholism. So <laughs> could, you know, nature versus nurture, uh, could not be my fault. Like, I don't know if, uh, could be my mom's fault. Like if, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, if Luke Skywalker could just turn into a Sith Lord too, it might've been, you know, maybe it was uh, the teacher. Maybe it was the teacher. I don't know. Uh, that's my, that's my time guys. Thanks a lot. Marty Gunny. Uh, the only, I only have one, Sandra Bullock. I didn't know. Is that a thing? I, 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 I'm not so sure about that one. It's not a great reference, but this is movie, the blind side where she basically like takes a, it's a true story about this white woman who like takes a black kid under her wing, a homeless black kid under her wing. And he turns out to be an NFL player. Basically the joke is my mom tried to do that to a kid and she fucked up and he dropped out of college because of alcoholism. And I I liked all that part. I just thought I was just like, Sandra Bullock threw me off at the beginning. I was like Angelina Jolie maybe, but then that's not football player because you're specific. So I don't know, but I I like it. It's good. It's good. Do it. Well, stick with it. Um, in the dating joke, I think just get rid of one thing because you're saying four things in the Too many? Yeah, yeah just, okay. Just three things. Probably the car. PT Cruiser is never that funny. Yeah. If you're if you're going to do it, do like a VW Beetle or some shit. Um, I used to say my Maserati, but the, no one ever got that. Uh, Maserati? Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you I couldn't think of a car ridiculous enough to like, what's like the most unfuckable car I can think of was a PT Cruiser, but. Yeah, it's pretty but I think when you have the wizard robe in Mein Kampf, it's like doing your job. For yeah, you. yeah, I think. Uh, well, you're likable. You're likable. Yeah, I wouldn't. Be unlikable. I, I agree. <laughs> um, the Mein Kampf is usually the funniest part when I say that. Yeah. I, I might understand why you might feel that way, Boris. <laughs> 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 um, really? <laughs> With the with the dick pic, when you're like, usually you just send it to him. I think you also have um, a joke there on consent that you could loop in. Um, you yeah, that's a new. Like, the new just send it to him thing's new. Yeah. So uh, I thought it's a funny twist. Be like, wait, dude, you're supposed to wait until that or like whatever you said. That shit was funny. Yeah. Um, dude, the line about when your penis doesn't go farther than your ass on the angle, that shit is hilarious. And I think just like, and it's a real thing. Let it sit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a great set. I, I've, I like your use of words, the, the language you throw in there. Like, uh, you know, you have, I can't even remember all the, the little terms or phrases you use, like the receipts and just things that kind of color your, 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 your setups and your punchlines is really nice. Um, it's not even a complaint. The, you talked about uh, the divorce rate, 80%. Uh, you said divorces uh, are because of IKEA furniture. Yeah. Could it also be eighty percent divorces result in IKEA furniture? How would that? Because you, then you're on your own in an apartment. You got to buy a bunch of cheap furniture. Oh, it was more like people fighting because they're trying to put together IKEA furniture. Oh, together. okay, okay. 
I was trying to figure out if that I was clear it. enough or not. Uh, yeah, mention the tiny. I thought it was just shitty furniture. Mention the tiny wrench. Mention the tiny wrench in some way. You lost the. You lost the Allen the quarter Allen's wrench. Like that, the, they can start yelling at each other over something. Yeah, with the I was building trying to think of a good the, act out that like you could hear this scene in both places. Like right. it doesn't fucking fit. Okay, or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Like yeah, that's the wrong. Yeah, the wrong. It's the wrong yeah. Allen. <laughs> the wrong hole as well. That, yeah. No, I thought I, I knew what you meant immediately. I think it's very relatable. People do they at this point. There's a specialty on TaskRabbit for IKEA furniture building. <laughs> that's how difficult it is. Yeah. Right. Uh, that was your 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 fucking jokes are Aww. nice, dude. Thanks, You're Dan. Not appreciated in your own time. Clap um, your hands together for Marty Cunny. Yay! You're, we're gonna I'm gonna start picking up the pace here in between. Your next comedian. He's been giving great comments all night. Put your hands together for John Ashwadlon. Yay! Oh, Guys, there's a new Gillette ad out, which is basically telling men to be nicer. And there's a pocket of this country that's like, being nice is for queers. I'm masculine. And I have a problem with that. Because it's saying the opposite of masculine is queer, which is not the case, because there is nothing more masculine than just dominating another man. Straight men try to do it through sports. Gay men are like, thank you, I'll just use my own balls. <laughs> Marty, do you know what a bear is? Yep. Yeah. For those of you who don't, a bear is a burly gay man. Very large, lots of body hair. And my gay friends will walk up to said bear who looks like Marty, typically intimidating. And they'll be like, I'm going to pulverize your butthole. And that man is like, cool, can we get brunch afterwards? Just no fear. And most of my gay friends fuck guys that look just like them, which is the ultimate male ego move. Because guys don't work out to be healthy. We work out so we can look in the mirror later and be like, yeah, I'd fuck me. I, uh, I think we spend a lot of time worrying about species that are becoming endangered and not enough time killing off animals that should be dead. For example, seagulls are assholes. Why aren't we spending more time fighting them? Seagulls are just pigeons with too much testosterone. They're just sitting at the beach, just like roid up, be like, bro, watch this, watch this. Sup, bitch? You gonna eat that sandwich? No? All right, that's chill. I'm just going to stare here until you uh, either eat it or give me some. Oh, no, too fast? Okay. I don't know where I'm headed with that, but fuck seagulls. Uh, <laughs> <trying> to, <laughs> okay. I, um, I've been spending too much time on social media. I've been spending too much time on social media. My iPhone told me this. It was like, you spend an inordinate amount of time on this through screen app. But we all have our favorite networks, right? Like, Peter, what's your favorite social network? Twitter? What about you, ma'am? Facebook? Mine is Venmo. <laughs> I can spend hours just scrolling through my Venmo feed because that tells me what my friends are really up to. I know who lost in fantasy football. 
I know who's responsible enough to pay for utilities every month. And most importantly, I know who they're hooking up with. Because there's only so many times two people can Venmo each other for taxi emoji and spaghetti emoji before you're like, yo, how long have these two been fucking? Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then you got to go through their entire history, see the first time they Venmoed each other for alcohol glass emoji and be like, holy shit, since last April. All right, I'll take some feedback now. What's up? Janesh Rolon! Yay! Funny stuff. Um, Seagulls or assholes is an awesome premise, and I would just pepper it with some stories about... So, you can have one of mine. I was at sea, I was at SeaWorld when I was little, and a seagull came from out the sky and stole my motherfucking churro. And my mom was like, those are $4 churros. I'm not buying you another one. And I cried and cried and cried. <laughs> Seagull just stole it like it was a Harry Potter one into the sky. There's a lot of like very specific examples that you guys have to throw them in. Like another time, I've seen a seagull eating the chest cavity of a pigeon. Like seagulls are assholes. I completely agree with you. I say that you're 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 lining pigeons with too much testosterone. Uh, pigeons with too much toxic masculinity. Yeah. And then I try. I tried that one yesterday. It didn't hit. But you think that would be better than? I think you can okay. say it, it opens up more doors. Okay. I think you can kind of say that, like, or you could say like, I didn't understand toxic masculinity until I watched a seagull like try to steal a sandwich from a girl or something like yeah. that. And you're like, oh, I get it now, or something like that. Um, <laughs> so now that. This is kind of a runaround. It might only make sense in my head, but now the people, people that are like anti this ad, the the, the Gillette ad, which yeah. is, I like that bit on it. Uh, now these people that are anti the ad, they won't be shaving, and that's going to confuse all the bears. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so that's a good like tie together with that whole thing there. Um, and then uh, the, your Venmo thing's funny. Uh, you could even go more like. Like sometimes it tells a beautiful story. Like it started in April, and then like the, they evolved into this until it's like flights to Mexico, all right, mm. or something like that. Or sometimes it tells a darker story, and then yeah. I don't know. You do you think a lot of something on those lines? Yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I thought uh, your persona of funny. like the little pigeon walk was pretty cool because I saw you kind of like put your chest out there, like yeah. rounded your chest like the pigeon. But I think you could do a little bit more staccata type of move, you know, that little short. Oh, yeah. Short, the, you know how they kind of, yeah, yeah. Okay. fast head move. But you were doing pretty good. Thank you. Um, I don't know how cohesive you want your set to be, but when you're talking about the Venmo feed and, and what you can what reveals, what stories it tells, I wonder if you could tie that back into like who's dominating who in those relationships, who keeps paying and who keeps, you know, whatever. When you're talking about the... Domination. Yeah. All right. It's not good. No, that that make that makes sense. I was just, I was just wondering if any of your friends actually write what they're talking about on Venmo because literally every transaction I see on Venmo is for gay sex or illegal drugs. <laughs> like that's the only thing people. Yeah. Mar- Marty, you, you I think you've given me money for hand jobs numerous times. On yeah. Venmo. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Put your hands together, everybody. Janesh Rolan, yay! Uh, we're going to deviate from Liz for just a second because your next comedian, we're not going to give him comments. We're just going to let him perform because he needs to go set up at the Mission Hill Saloon where I'm sure you guys will all be going next to do another open mic tonight. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion. Just enjoy his comedy. It's Boris Shagurko! Here I actually... 
not even a Mission Hustle and I just uh, DVR'd a couple episodes of a Young Sheldon and I really need to go uh, watch, catch up on my favorite uh, CBS sitcom. Uh, Great show. And The Masked Singer. Have to catch up on that. Uh, who was singing? I don't know. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. There's no way to know who was singing. I just, I don't know. Um, it w- oh, if it was, holy shit! Oh my god! Um, that would be amazing. So sorry. I yelled into everything. Um, I've uh, made a realization recently. I was, I was looking at my phone and I realized something very, very disturbing. Uh, that most of my text messages... Uh, are just security codes uh, are just various uh, financial institutions and social media accounts for which I've forgotten the password to. It's very depressing. It's uh, it's pretty secure though. Like I'm like I'm lonely, but I'm secure. You know, like you can't steal my identity, but also like no one would want to. You know, it's a weird it's a weird little uh, in between I found. Um, have a lot of photos on my phone, but they're also like all just like me trying to scan documents you know like if you stole my if someone stole my phone or if i lost my phone and you open it it would look like the phone belonged to a private investigator uh that's all it would uh that's all it would be i've uh i was sick recently and i spent all my time watching netflix um and uh i'm pretty sure i stumbled upon a conspiracy theory in which uh 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 it's actually beneficial um like Cause like when you're sick, you watch Netflix all day, right? Like that's what you do. Um, you just stay home and watch TV, Netflix. And I think when, like, I think it's in Netflix's best interest to like poison us. So then we stay home. That's like vertical integration for Netflix. Like if Netflix, like if chemical warfare starts, like, like if, if chemical for warfare existed in America, it wouldn't be from terrorists. It would be from Ted Saranson or whatever the fuck his name is. Like that's closer to, that's the only, like smallpox would be the only way you get me to watch that last season of House of Cards. Like there's no way. Um, I uh, was, uh, was having a family dinner recently. And my grandpa, not a, uh, he's an interesting man. He, uh, he decided in the middle of a family dinner with everyone to go ahead and say to everyone, he said, uh, I don't want anyone in my family, uh, I don't want anyone here uh, to date a black person. That's what my grandpa decided to do in that moment. And, uh, and we were all like, well, we knew this. Um, and uh, yeah, not, not a surprise. My grandma, my grandma being the, uh, the person she is, my grandma said, why? And he said, well, uh, I just think those people have been through enough. Um, and so it's a it's a fun it's a fun like progressive racism thing where it's like you know most of us think like you're they're like society's racist and then you become progressive they can coexist quite beautifully really um, and then uh, and then he said I don't want anyone uh, today uh, a Mexican person either and we're all like oh what the fuck is the twist on this one and then my grandma said why and he said because uh, uh, they're lazy so uh, just re- regression to the like quite literal mean uh, so that's no bueno um yeah, that's all I want to do. Thank you guys for listening. Sportsgirl, very funny. What twists and turns? What lovely times you brought us all through there. Your next comedian, he gets comments. Put your hands together, everybody, for Chris Holstein. All right, there's three dollars. Uh, rolling. Hey, friends. My entire life. People have come up to me and said stupid things like, Hey, you know, you look like the kid from Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. (laughs) 
And I have to school them. I have to say, that's not cool. Clearly, I look like the kid from Goonies. No? All right. <laughs> um, boy, I'm going to jump around a bit because I've been adding some stuff. Um, oh, yes. I, uh, I wasn't in the... Sorry. This is rough material. I wasn't in those movies, by the way. I, I, uh, not that I didn't want to be. I, actually, I did want to be in those movies. I auditioned for those movies. But uh, it turns out if you go to an audition and you pissed your pants, you don't get a call back. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to brag, but I'm much older than I look. I have a wife and a kid. We've been married. Look at that. We've been married for over six years now. Six years. That's crazy. Who gets married right after they graduate from middle school? Yeah. <sighs> Who does that? Uh, my kid, he's, uh, he's four years old now, so he's just now discovering that the iPhone has video games on it. So all the time, every day, he's just like, can I have the iPhone? Can I have the iPhone? Can I have the iPhone? And every time I look at him and I say, hey, you want an iPhone? You learn to build one yourself like all the other Asian kids your age. That usually shuts him up. Uh, I am adopted. I'm adopted and was raised by white people. I am super whitewashed, if you can't already tell. Uh, I'm basically an honorary white person like Eminem. Uh, <laughs> let's try this out. Hey, Muni Radio, I'm so white. I thought Black Panther was okay. <laughs> I'm so white. I still wear tidy whities Although at my age, they're more like smellow yellows. Yeah, that's right. That's how old I am. I'm old enough to pay men to piss on my underwear. Don't yuck on my yum. Speaking of things I love, I love movies. Does anyone else here love movies? No. Oh, okay, great. Uh, yeah, I do love movies. I think I have a problem. Last year, I set a record and watched 382 movies. That is a true fact. And uh, let me remind you, I have a four-year-old son, so you know what's cool? He also watched 382 movies. Uh, we disagree on which ones were better, though. Like, I say all that jazz. He really liked A Clockwork Orange. I don't know. They're both really good. Uh, I do love movies, and, uh, you know, everything I know, I learned from movies. Like, John Hughes movies taught me how to love, and Kevin Smith movies taught me how to laugh. And the Fast and the Furious movies taught me that there is no problem that cannot be solved by driving. Like, you need to cram for a test? Drive. Uh, need to fight a submarine? Drive harder. Uh, need to cure amnesia? Ghost ride. Those are the last two things that are true from those movies. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> uh, let's see where we can jump around to. We're gonna jump around to. Oh yes, uh, my body is. F oh, you know, my body. Yeah, we're about done, right? Okay. <laughs> my body is falling apart like way too early for my age. Um, I don't know what's wrong with me. It feels like I'm rotting from the inside out. Uh, I'm not a doctor, of course, but I think I am the picture of Dorian Gray. If that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, which which can only mean, if that, that's true, that means that somewhere out there beneath the pale moonlight, the kid from Goonies is having a great fucking life. <laughs> all right. Well, that was all I wanted to do, but thank you very much, Muni Radio. Good night. Good luck. Drive safely. I love you. Chris Holstein. Hooray. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Uh, I was thinking, uh, you know, you, you push on this white Asian thing. That, you know, like, 
you, you say your body's falling apart, and it's like, yeah, my face is an Asian, but my body is like every other white guy or something like that. That's I'm falling funny. apart just like, you know, something along those lines. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought everything you said was very funny. I was on board with your whole thing. Although I was trying to take a picture, and you're just so animated, you move around so much, which is great. It's you just. Take a picture oh, now. Yeah, it's <laughs> true, too. Shit. Touche. Um, the I'm so white stuff is that all right? Yes, it's I have great. like a bunch of those, so I just I cycle through them. I've never tried those two together. That's all really funny. I think it's always. Um, you got to use the mic. It's a podcast, so they got to hear I it. I think it's always refreshing to uh, get the audience to play in a way that's not putting them down, even just getting them to play, and which is what you did with the I'm so white. Yeah, I only put down myself. It's right, okay. it's great. I right. love it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I um, I, yeah, I think my only thing I don't know if or tidy white is specifically a white person thing. I don't know. Um, I probably I don't know. Not, um, yeah, I mean they're not specifically, but it, it, yeah, it's yeah, it's a thing. Um, yeah, I think I uh, yeah, it was it was very fun. Um, I think uh, this is just a me thing. I could be on the outs on like watching movies, but I didn't get the ref- first two references uh, of like the Goonies or Indiana Jones: The Temple of Doom. That's because you're 12 years old. Oh, you're super <laughs> fucking know, young. I know. I you're know, like half my age. Okay. Okay. Wait, you've never seen. Wait, 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 wait. Supposed to know what? Okay. Have you seen the hard on this side? I have seen Indiana Jones at the Temple of the Doom. I don't remember what the kid looks like. I've not seen the Goonies. Okay. 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 Picture me as a six-year-old. I look. I literally did look just like both of those guys. It's the same kid in both movies. So that really is the ultimate punchline. It's the same kid. He just. You don't have to defend yourself. That 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 those lines crushed on this side of the room. Thank you, man. There's a question on the side of the room. Uh, I, I like the uh, the idea of the the Fast and the Furious joke, but uh, you might want to change it uh, to just just something that like put it in the context of the movies, like what prop? Because when you just say it doesn't really make sense when you say drive fast, but say like if you said in they're going to start running out of problems, and then you could say what are they going to do and you know like drive really fast to cure lupus or I don't know. <laughs> just like if it, in the in the context of the movies, if it gets more ridiculous, if that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, I, that's it's, it's a new. I'm trying to trying that one out. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's no, hard. No, but I, I like the idea for it of just the most ridiculous problem you could solve. Like <laughs> I don't know. They do cure amnesia by ghostwriting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. World <laughs> overpopulation or something by driving. But. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 but Thank they you. did cure Thank overpopulation you, yeah. by driving because the guy who was in the movie died. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, shit. <laughs> Just the one thing you thought you can't solve. All right, Pete Paul Walker. Yay, Chris Holstein, yay. Woo. Your next comedian. He's not 12 years old. He's like 26. He's a lovely human being. I'm sorry I put young people down for their age. Millennials are smart people. They've always had computers, and they're smart. Put your hands together for Peter Ballmer. Yay! What's up, guys? I know what movies I'm going to go watch after this. Didn't know such an idiot for that. Uh, Also hurt my back today, so don't comment on my posture. Uh, Feeling like Matthew Quirk right now. Oh, about to go fall for an internet scam and tell some hooligans to knock it off after this. All right. <laughs> right. That's what old people do. Cool. Uh, 
Guys, I feel like people are getting weirder these days, right? As I took stock today, I thought about all my friends, all my coworkers, all my family. Bunch of fucking weirdos, you know? And I think this has to do with the internet. I think the internet's making people weirder. Because, like, before the internet, if you like to do some weird shit, then you probably didn't know anyone else who liked to do that same kind of stuff. You wouldn't want to talk about it, and that make you feel alone, make you feel sad, right? But now that the internet's a thing, if you're the kind of person who's like, every day I wake up at four in the morning, rub olive oil on my nipples, look myself in the mirror, and go any point in time you're like five clicks away from 50,000 other people who are like yeah we do that shit too we use french onion dip and go should try it sometime this is nice for me i like this trend because i'm kind of a weird guy myself uh one thing i like to do is kind of weird you guys can take this home with me i like to peel off my fingernails and use them to floss yeah, ew, right? Uh, probably shouldn't be comfortable saying that to all these people sitting in chairs, right? But here's the thing. Uh, Newsweek magazine ran an online poll a little while ago, and it turns out that one in ten men also use their fingernails to floss. So got one or two friends in here tonight. Matt, you use your fingernails? He's a toenail guy. I get it. Okay. I know one when I see it. You could hate our method, too. You can. Sorry. You, you've been on the brunt of a lot. You're the man. I'm sorry. It's, I have no Dan Shively. Uh, you're just maybe a fingernail flosser. But it's an effective method, you know, because I went to the dentist recently. I got a checkup and uh, zero cavities. So what's up? I'm just kidding. I had two cavities. Not a great, not a great brusher. So that matters. Uh, I don't know. I think the dentist is bullshit, though, right? Like, you can't even get cancer in your teeth. Why do we need them? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, went to the, I went to the dentist recently to fill the aforementioned fillings, and I was like, hey, Dr. Dentist, how long do fillings last? And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. Fillings last a super duper long time. Yeah, I was hoping for like 20 years or a number like that, right? Doctors don't do that. Doctors got to be precise because what they're talking about matters, right? You never have a doctor be like, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, we have determined that your mother's condition is fatal. And it's tough for me to say this, but she only has a teeny weeny bit of time left with us. My condolences. It's fun. Uh, guys, I've been doing stand-up for about four years now, and it's pretty fun. Yeah, one of my, my favorite things about it is that you get a good sense of other people's sense of humor because people will come up and give you these fun suggestions on jokes they would want you to do instead of the jokes that you do. Um, this happens a lot like... When I started, I have this neighbor, and his name's Jeff, right? And when I started, he came up to me, he's like, Hey, Pete, uh, I hear you doing jokes these days. Well, I got a joke idea for you. And I was like, all right, Jeff, well, you've always been a funny guy. Lay it on me. And he was like, all right, all right. So uh, here's the joke. Uh, I was at the blood bank recently, and I was going to give blood at the blood bank. But before I could give blood at the blood bank, the nurse at the blood bank was like, Hey, before you give blood at this blood bank, are you gay? And I was like, yeah, then what happens in the rest of the joke? And he was like, nah, that's it. You're going to use it? And I was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> it's like a really funny joke, right? Uh, and in the back of my mind, I was kind of like, oh, this is just going to be a thing I forget about, right? Like Jeff's probably got tons of other stuff going on. He's not going to remember this. Not true. Uh, I've seen Jeff seven times in the last four years, and every time he's come up to me and be like, hey, use that blood bank joke that I gave you, and I have to be like, oh, no, sorry. So pretty clear I'm not going to get him off my back until I do the joke. Can I do the joke for you guys real quick? Is that chill? Sweet. Okay. Uh, hey, guys. I was at the blood bank recently, and I was going to get blood at the blood bank, but before I could get blood at the blood bank, the nurse at the blood bank was like, hey, before you get blood at this blood bank, are you gay? And I was like, yeah, I am, but my blood's not. 
Sweet. Thanks for letting me do that. Uh, for those of you that laughed, that was nice. I'm going to tell Jeff no one laughed, though, because I don't want him to think he has good ideas. Also, I don't think he ever ended up giving blood either. <laughs> I feel like he just walked in. They like said that shit to him. He's like, well, this is the funniest thing that I'm going to hear for the next four years. Farewell. And walked out. Also, I think he wants to fuck me, but not totally sure. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Pete Palmer, everyone. Pete Palmer, definitely not gay. Okay, I don't know. Whatever you want to be, sweetheart. I don't care. Uh, Comments. I like the blood bank joke. That was very good. I like that. The setup was great because I had no idea where you were going to go. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe. It honestly surprised me where you went. And I I like that you built it up. I like that Jeff has a a Brooklyn accent or whatever New York accent that was. I don't know what voice that is, but it's it's good. It sounds like kind of. It heightens heightens the joke because I'm like, well, I don't really know if Jeff is from New York, but it makes it funnier. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's good. I like it a lot. Thank you. Um, I think the I, I like the joke but I think the fact that you told it twice kind of ruined it so if you uh, hold off before telling the joke until you're like can I tell you the joke and then like they see that it's like a really bad joke but it's like the blood bank or alliteration kind of saves it Yeah. so like if you do it twice it kind of like negates the second time I go back and forth on that because like it is like not even a joke at all which yeah. is like kind of the silliness of it so I, I don't know I, I see what you're saying though I I would actually go the opposite way and do it a third time. <laughs> that's, not, that's not even a joke. Okay. Yeah. Do you know it, that's true? You can't get no, that is. blood if you're if you're gay because of so people were so scared of like HIV stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think but that's you know, a thing. Also, my dad can't give blood uh, because oh. well, uh, 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 because he's uh, from Scotland, and if you ate meat in the '80s, dude, the mad cow disease scare you're not allowed to give blood for the rest of your life oh okay uh, that's less funny than i was hoping it was gonna be <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but that's yeah yeah i know what you're saying but yeah. if you if you set it up somehow you could do the whole thing again about the blood the blood bank thing but then change it to a mad cow punchline yeah, oh my yeah, god yeah, that's yeah. so funny do it a third time it, it, and then just keep <laughs> I, i'm gonna stuff like and get that, like even more animated like, like yeah if you if you either either you're like a hundred percent committed and go way yeah, yeah, way yeah. for it or or just don't do it at all. That's, for sure, that's what I would say. I a hundred percent agree with Ian because yeah. I've seen him do some dumb things and like the fifteenth time, <laughs> the fifteenth time he does it, it's like I'm dying. But like if he would have only done it four times, I'd be like, oh. Well, <laughs> I was I was gonna say the rule of threes, like do it the third time. It's it's like a. But he says blood bank like 27 times already. But then to say it like more would be even funnier. I would just (laughs) Just just run it back. Or or don't do it. But where you are right now, it either needs to go one way or the other. Gotcha. Okay. That's what I would say. Fair enough. Cool. Thanks, guys. Clap your hands together. Pete Palmer. Your last comic up is going to be our last comic with comments. Then we're just going to run it as an open mic so we can get through the entire list and we should be able to get through everybody. So your last comic for comments. Put your hands together, everybody, and pay attention to Barbara Torina. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I try real hard to uh, be accepting uh, to everybody of any, you know, race or age. But I have to tell you, the millennials are getting on my nerves a little bit because everything has to be so politically correct. I think that's a real oxymoron. How many politicians do you know are correct about anything? And then you're so afraid to offend anyone and all of your efforts to um, be politically correct and not hurt anyone's feelings, what you have done is taken down the good reputation of an American icon. I'm talking about a monster's monster, the troll. 
Have you guys seen the new troll? I mean, this is a pot-bellied, blue-haired, cupcake-shit millennial troll that looks like a late-term Smurf abortion that lived. It is truly hideous. You know, I could never have an affair with a millennial troll. Everybody would know about it. Oh my God, you know, got a little, got a little glitter on my lips here. <laughs> little rainbow running down my leg, jizz. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, and then, I'm sorry. You know, if I want a troll, I want an old school troll. You know, one of them three, four hundred year old old school trolls. You know, gnarly old troll. You know, I like my troll like I like my whiskey. Age dark and straight up. I can imagine having a getting pregnant by a troll. Oh my god, I'd probably be craving ice cream and raw goat. You know, and then you had that troll baby. Oh, you think breastfeeding is hard. Try breastfeeding a try breastfeeding a troll baby. I mean, they have fangs when they're born. You know, the trick is never let them get too hungry. And then if I had that troll child, you know, I'd, I'd have to have that talk to him. Now listen, son, I want you to stop chasing the bus. It'd be like Forrest Gump's mom. You know, she, she had such an ordeal with Forrest Gump. Um, she'd have to tell him, I want you to stop chasing the bus and start riding the bus. And I know those kids on the bus are mean to you. You know, they say, this seat is taken. This seat is taken. And then you snarl at them and you tell them, you wait till tonight. It's going to be you that's taken. <laughs> And then you'd get that call from the principal's office, you know. I have to go in there. You know, Mrs. Troll, your son is different. We try to be sensitive to the needs of our interspecies children, but quite honestly, the enrollment in this school is dropping. Children are disappearing, and we're running out of milk cartons to put all their little faces on. She said, okay. Just because my son is a troll, you think he's got something to do with it. I see where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. So I'd go home. I'd talk to that boy. I'd say, now listen, son. We got to get along with these people. I know they're mean, but you've got to stop eating their children. We just can't do this anymore. And another thing, boy, don't snarl at me when I'm talking to you. Now you go straight to your cave, and I don't want to see your furry little face until I have that goat on the table. My name's Barbara Torina. Peace out, guys. All right. Trolls. Uh, what was your in on trolls? Like that you, did you have troll dolls as a child? So I would mention that. I, I would mention that I'm so old that I used to have troll dolls. Does anybody remember troll dolls? And describe what they look like with their hair and how. Because like I remember them from when I was little. But I'm also over 40. So other people might be like, what's the fascination with trolls? And then, so is there a new, is there a troll now, a troll doll you can buy in the store? Is that how this all started? Like you went to Toys R Us and saw like these new trolls or? The new movie troll. The movie. So this, you just have to give us sort of the background, like now these new trolls. So these were the old trolls. Here's the new trolls. Tell us about because you your first joke was very strong. The PC oxymoron was super strong, and then you kind of meandered. And then I was like, what is she talking about trolls? And then I thought like, well, then you should talk about under the bridge trolls, and then like internet trolls, which is a totally different kind of troll. And and then you said the kid was stolen, and you could even mention like because Rumpelstiltskin was a troll. 
and have some mythology in there. I just thought there were places that you could add. I didn't feel like you were giving the audience an in to like understand what what the troll stuff was about. Does that make sense? Other comments? Yeah, I was definitely going to say, I thought you were talking about internet trolls, and then when you started describing them, I was like, wait, are you just describing inter- all internet trolls as these like hazardous monsters that nobody wants to look at? I was like, I was like I'm not even like 100% sure that you're wrong. I just, I was like, <laughs> how does she know what they look like, you know? Do, do you know what an internet troll is? I, I just learned Oh, okay, good. Just checking. Yeah, I... It, it, the, the language with trolls was ambiguous, and so I, I, had, I had the same problem where I thought you were, talking, were describing internet trolls in a way that was uh, ascribing them the traits of of mythical troll. Um, and, but then, what I think one thing is that you just rolled right into like talking about marrying, uh, having a troll child, and so again, your language became ambiguous. It wasn't clear uh, where the turns were with your with the punchlines and, and setups. Because uh, then you were talking about Forrest Gump, and I started thinking about the movie, yeah. and I lost track. That I forgot you were talking about trolls. Oh, right. But it's, it's a very amusing set. I liked it a lot, and I think you can play a lot with the the trolls. And Thank you. And you're very likable on stage. We just want, all of us wanted to know what you were talking about. It's like I want I want to know because you you're 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 like very enthusiastic about it, and I'm in with your enthusiasm. I was just like. Which kind of trolls? All right, so we're just going to run through these sets. Four minutes apiece when you hear the horn. You've got a minute. You've got a full minute. So, you know, don't don't mess your minute. Jake, take your whole minute. Your first comedian up. Put your hands together. Greg Moskowitz. So I had a friend or somebody I thought was my friend uh, tell me that they thought I was 30 years old the other day. I am 24, in case anybody was wondering. I know I definitely look like I gave up on hopes and dreams a long time ago, but I got six more years, guys. I was so afraid when they said that, too, because I'm like, God, if I look 30 at 24, that means at 30, I'll look 40. At at 40, I'll look 60, and at 60, I'll look like Stan Lee, dead. (laughs) Um, So I got flashed by somebody on BART the other day. And I wasn't even mad. I was just like, it was like I saw a Nokia phone. I was like, wow, people still do that? (laughs) Like, in the age of unsolicited dick pics, like, you really got to step your game up, man. I had to sit this guy down and explain to him that he could really flash people from the safety and comfort of his couch, you know? Like, he doesn't need to be doing this anymore. Um, I feel like the same people who are sending unsolicited dick pics are the same people who uh, use the Pornhub share button. Like, who are these people out there who are, who are so obsessed with this, this titty fucking that they're watching that they have to share it with everybody they know? They're like, you know, this isn't good enough. I got to share this on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Club Penguin, all my social media. <laughs> um, and I feel like with this dick pic thing, like, I feel like we need to find a solution to it. And I think one solution might be that if a guy sends a girl an unsolicited dick pic, she just has to send him back five. You know what I mean? Fight fire with fire. Make them increasingly sized too, you know? <laughs> um, what was the last thing I wanted to say? Oh, yeah. No, and it's gotten so far that I found out that there are now, uh, there are now dick pic photographers that you can hire that will come to your home and step up your dick pic game. I just think it's too expensive. I'm gonna start the strip mall version with that, you know, family Photoshop aesthetic. I got the wacky backgrounds and the costumes, you know? How much happier would a girl be if she got a dick pic 
but the dick had, you know, like a top hat and a cane and a monocle. Like, I think that'd be great. <laughs> but, you know, I just never thought I uh, would be a 30-year-old taking dick pics. All right, I'm Greg Moskowitz. That's all I had. Greg Moskowitz! Yay! Dick pics! Your next comedian. He gives great comments and he has fluffy hair! Put your hands together for Ian Levy! Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I have a, I have a lot of uh, German friends. My roommate in college was from Germany. Uh, and they, all my German friends, do you guys know the stereotype that German people don't have a sense of humor? Are you guys familiar with that? I, I find, I find that all my German friends get very mad when you bring that up. They get, they go like, we don't have a sense of humor. And you're like, oh, gee, I don't. And I just think it's weird because if you are German, uh, there are worse things you could be known for. I just, I don't know if anyone's a history buff here, but I just feel like if I was German, uh, I would double down on the not having a sense of humor thing. I would go, oh yeah, we don't have a sense of humor. That is what we are known for and nothing else. <laughs> uh, who is the Nazis? Or they were a German improv troupe. <laughs> my hot take on that so I've had a lot of problems recently with hecklers at shows it's happened a couple times in a row uh, and I was talking to a friend about this and my friend his advice was oh you know what you need you need prison rules I was like what, what are you talking about and he's like you just find whoever you think is gonna be the problem and establish dominance right off the bat just take them down so I tried to add a show right I went to the show, and there was this woman up front who looked like she was going to start talking to be a heckler. So just immediately, once I got on stage, uh, I punched her in the face. <laughs> I just, kapow, right? And it was just dead silence, so clearly I was doing something wrong, so I just shouted, prison rules, bitch! <laughs> and then really, I, I people's elbowed her, and then, <laughs> they asked me to leave. It did not go well. <laughs> I was not, they did not like my comedy. I think I saw the greatest thing I've ever seen on BART recently was, have you guys seen the uh, the dancers on BART? Where you'll be like, be on BART and then someone will yell like, ladies and gentlemen, excuse me! And then like Circus LA starts. And afterwards, this happened a couple times to me where you, you see them and then they do like an inspirational speech and it's actually kind of nice where the, the like this has happened a couple times but this particular time we were at the station stopped and the guy, his his other dance mates had gotten off the, the train. And he, he was looking around at everyone and said, Never give up on your dreams. You have to always believe in yourself. Have a good night, everybody. And as he said that, the doors shut. And he was like stuck on the train with us going to the next stop. And his people were still on the platform. And I don't know if you've ever seen someone not land like an inspirational speech. Cause that is just kinda, he was just like there with us still. Just like, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what to do with that, but it's just, it happened. I, uh, when was the last time someone in here took a picture just for themselves? Without the plan of sharing it to social media all the time? You're a lying piece of shit. There's no way you don't at least think like if it, you got good angles, you're not uploading that. I just think social media has turned us all a little bit into like the worst kid from show and tell. 
where there was like always one kid who had something that it was so good it was just like rubbing it in the face of all the other kids where there would be what like you know kids would show up to show and tell with like marbles or bits of string and then one kid would be like here's a picture of my parents who aren't divorced and you're like you son of a bitch like i think you're better than us timmy and was, um, uh okay i'll end on um oh i i think commercials lie hot take commercials lie I think it's annoying. The, the most annoying thing they lie about is all commercials essentially are selling happiness. Every commercial, no commercial selling the product. It's just people, you know, it's a picture of like happy people being happy. And the subtext is if you buy the product, you'll be happy. And I think there should just be an honest commercial, you know, like if you see a commercial for like Dove or something, it, it shouldn't just be this selling this idea of happiness. It should just be someone who's just like, hey, are you dirty and want to be clean? Well, then buy our soap. Are you sad and want to be happy? Well, we can't help you because we're fucking soap. Like, that's that's my hot take. That, okay, yeah, fair enough. I'll get off on that. Thank you very much. Yay! Yay! Ian Levy, hooray! You're an ex-comedian. He's been learning the board all night. Put your hands together for Paolo! How's it go? How's it going from the peanut gallery? Uh, this is kind of my first time doing, third time doing stand up. Shout out to Pam Benjamin, gender ambiguous. I was uh, exchanging emails with her, and she's like, "Yeah, you're gonna pay the hundred bucks." I was like, "Yeah, but I'm eating a pastrami sandwich. Is that too phallic for you? I would love to meet you someday." So we're here now. Um, I like to. Uh, I like to drive around and I actually drove on a recent trip to Tahoe and has anyone ever been to Tahoe in this room? I love it. I love it. I saw a Mexican and black family on the bunny slopes and they were wearing jeans. So I was like, excuse me guys, uh, your jeans are going to get a little wet. So that's my Tahoe joke. So um, I got my uh, <laughs> I got my I got my Fiat on Craigslist for three thousand dollars, and I drive this thing around everywhere. I feel like I'm in a Kill Bill movie. I love making electronic music. Um, so what I do is I make music in my in my studio, uh, put it on SoundCloud, and ghetto blast it all throughout San Francisco. I feel like I'm Kill Bill. I feel like I'm slicing ninjas, 81 Japanese guys with a samurai sword. Um, so a couple of some observations uh, of, of, of driving through the mission district. Um, I, was, I was driving, uh, <coughs> very nervous. I was driving through uh, 13th and mission. I like to call that Calle Trece. And I was like, huh. Uh, Doblar aquí a las esquerda. So I see this guy, my homie uh, Don Omar, standing over there. And this is a tip for any of you. Um, if you ever want to look ghetto, just uh, spread your left foot, spread your right foot, and look down at your cell phone. So that was my homie Don Omar uh, standing there. Um, and uh, I, I decided to doblar, doblar a key a la derecha. And uh, by the end of this, um, I felt like I was in a Latino bento box, uh, the Mission District, the Latino bento box. 
Um, so maybe get some hydrated lettuce there. And that is my set. Thank you so much. My name is Paolo Picardo. Nervous AF. Thank you. Paolo Picardo is the third time up. I just realized that I suck and I skipped Matthew Quirk. Uh, hey, your next comedian is Matthew Quirk. How could you skip me when I was the best part of like five people's sets tonight? For real. Uh, so anyway, I did uh, some open mic trying to get out there with more of these things. So I did some at a wine bar in uh, Los Gatos recently. Uh, it was a wine bar that was like a mixed mic, so it was like mostly music. And goddamn, what a nightmare that is. It was like 10 minutes each, right? Two songs are 10 minutes. But like everybody, they're all so supportive and kind and everything. Everyone, be, oh, do one more song, do one more song. I'm like, fuck that, man. It's 10 minutes. I got, I'm 16 on this list. Let's do this. But they're all so like happy and supportive. It was very unnerving. And, uh, also unnerving, have, have you ever been to like any of those really rich places? That, those places are filled with taxidermied cougars. <laughs> they all got like the half smile of like an animal that's not put together just right. And <laughs> like their eyes are like marbles, like no real life in them. And you guys have any idea how much wine is required in the taxidermy process? It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Gazing at my notes. Oh, yeah, dude. We're a hella into this shutdown, huh? Who's ready for their political update, right? The big shutdown of the government, right? You guys are like, that doesn't bother me, right? It doesn't bother you at all. That's like basically our opinion out here. But do you realize we had two earthquakes last week? And nobody knows how big they were because the USGS is closed. That's how the federal government touches all of our lives out here in California, okay? Now do you understand the ramifications? Yeah, so uh, with this shutdown, uh, immediately people have started uh, shitting in all the national parks. Um, like, immediately. Like, come on, tourists. The fucking homeless encampments all over this city are keeping it together better than that. I mean, give me a fucking break. So anyway, Trump's all pissed off about, you know, not getting his funding. So he wants to take it from California's FEMA money from all the fires we had last year. Yeah. Way to win over voters who are on the fence. Right. I mean, just snag that money. It's really weird because most of those trees were in Republican districts. I don't understand why he's taking their money. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh... Now I got to actually read it. I'm trying to be current as hell. Uh, yeah, I don't know why he's cutting down all our fucking FEMA money. I mean, it's because like we're not taking care of the forest. He wants to punish us. But let's be honest. Those rakes don't pay for themselves. <laughs> you got to be up on politics to know that one. Uh, so, yeah, now we've got all these furloughed workers, right? He's not paying any of these governmental workers. And it, rather than money, he's like, hey, you guys should start these GoFundMe things. And maybe neighbors can help each other out. And there's food banks. And it's like, yo, president capitalist, that's socialism. That's fucking socialism. But it's worse. Once, once he got that idea shot down, he was like, maybe you could like do chores around the place to help pay your rent. And I'm like, dude, that's the barter system. When you said make America great, did you mean like pre-Columbian? 
So anyway. Uh, so I was at a, I did a couple of comedy contests recently and man, I hate those things. You just get judged by all these fucking dickheads about your comedy. So, uh, I'm ready for comments now. Matthew Quirk. You're very funny. I like all your new jokes. You're our next comedian. She came all the way up from LA. Clap your hands together for Anika Dell. So I'm originally from Germany and I'm known for not having a sense of humor. <laughs> Actually, I think we get a bad rap because of people like Heidi Klum. You know, I mean other shit too, but also <laughs> fucking Heidi Klum. That's my take on that. She, have you seen her on America's Got Talent? She's like the, the most heartless bitch I've seen. Like somebody can come up and be like, oh, yeah, my mom died two weeks ago and um, I'm going to sing this very sad song. And then Heidi Klum will go, huh, odd choice. Anyway, good luck. <laughs> Heidi, I'm trying to change perceptions over here, you know? Man. I mean, not the perception that all women in Germany look gay, but, the you know, the other one. Anyway, um, fuck Christians, right? Fuck Christians. I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time talking to Christians. Like, there was this one Christian I was talking to, and he said, he said this. He goes, masturbation is sin. I'm like, really? Like, by the way, we weren't even talking about masturbation. Interesting that you bring it up. And I had the best comeback of my life. I was like, if masturbation is sin, how come God created a body where the hands are on perfect height of the genitals? So I think I turned him. He's gay now, you know? <laughs> He's gay now. Also probably masturbating. Great. Um, oh, I had I had a... Um, sometimes I come across a, a, of things that I feel are funny to me in this country, like the measurement feet. Like, how did that happen? I get the miles and the inches. I get that. But, like, feet? Was it like an English dude going, uh, fuck the metric system. We're going to do... Um, Fucking feet, that's what we're gonna do. And and then somebody goes, yeah, but feet are different sizes. And he would be like, yeah, fuck that. We're, uh, we're taking mine as a standard. And we're still doing that. We're still taking that English guy's feet as a fucking standard. Isn't that crazy? You know what's even crazier? There's one thing that you guys don't measure in feet, and that's feet. Like I have seven and a half something. And by the way, if I had a dick, I had, I don't know, six? <laughs> like we knew you guys measured differently as males, but come on. All right, that was a dick joke. <laughs> I don't have one and I wish I guess I had one. <laughs> Is, that's a stereotype, right? That I don't want to have a dick. Gay people, like gay women don't want to have a dick. We want to have women, but not dicks. I actually like that I get to choose my dicks. Fucking awesome. Do you want a do you want a black dick tonight, baby? Or like a glitzy one? <laughs> it's great. Um is there another thing I wanted to work on? Oh, I had a conversation with my dad over Christmas and this guy I don't know if you ever had a conversation where you actually have to bring up all your courage and be like, Oh dad, I think we gotta talk. I set him down. I was like, you know, I feel like we don't have a good relationship. Uh, I feel like you'd never ask me things, you know, like, oh, how was your flight? How's comedy going? Nothing. You asked me nothing. And I feel like to me that 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 means like 
you're not interested in me. You know, that's what it feels like. And he looks at me and he goes, yeah, I'm not. And now I know why I'm a fucking comic, guys. (laughs) Tragedy plus time. Also vulnerable on stage. Check. Great. Um, there you go. There you have it. Thank you so much. I wasn't laughing at your pain. I was understanding your pain because my parents don't give a shit what I do either. Yay, Anikadel! Yay! Yay! Oh, we're gonna move through it. We're gonna try to get everybody here. We've got four minutes left. Everybody, Shane Kennedy. What's going on? I'm Shane Kenny. She remembered my name. That's how you can tell we're friends. So uh, I know the look might throw you off, but I am a huge science geek. Like I listen to lectures with scientists all the time and evolutionary psychologists recently found out that a lot of the things we consider mental disorders were actually key traits our ancient ancestors depended on for survival. Like people with like insomniacs were the reason monsters didn't eat us in our sleep before walls were built. You know, they'd be the ones keeping watch at night, like. Saber tooth tiger, fire, spears, not a drill. Go, go, go. And they were the reason, you know, we weren't eaten. Um, People with ADHD were actually the reason humans migrated around the earth to begin with. They were just standing around and got bored and were like, I wonder what's behind that hill and that hill and that hill. Hey, let's build a boat and sail across the sea. And some optimist was like, sure thing, what could possibly go wrong? And, you know, we didn't always have TV and internet. So when there was just fire to watch, people with ADD would stand up in front of the tribe and and tell stories, desperately trying to distract everyone from the stressful living conditions and uncertain future. But hey, I'm glad we've come so far, you know? Uh, still fearing the future, different millennium, people with ADD still d- desperately trying to entertain people, you know? Uh, then narcissists and liars uh, who couldn't get laid developed religion and government so that they could manipulate people. And I haven't gotten the horn yet, so I'm still going to keep talking. <laughs> so times have always been weird. Like people want to say like, oh, times are crazy. They've always been crazy. We just didn't have as much access to information. Like for most of human history, it was just the people in your village and your family were your only sources of information. Now we have the internet and we have information from all over the earth all at once and our monkey brains do not know how to handle shit. It's like that video when they throw 100 tennis balls to one dog. Like the tennis balls are information and we're the dog losing its mind. Like we can handle one or two tennis balls, 100 tennis balls, and we start to fucking panic. Like we are not evolved enough yet to handle a 24 hour news cycle and mean Twitter comments. Like our grandchildren are gonna be talking mad shit shit about us in the future. Like, can you believe our ancestors would get depressed when a mass shooting, wildfire, and rape scandal would all happen in the same day? Like what crybabies they were. All right, I'm Shane Kennedy. That's my time. Thank you. Yay! Shane Kennedy, thank you for your patience and your enlightened comments. We have one last comedian. Stick it through, everybody, and clap your hands together for Mike Evans Jr. (laughs) 
We have like 90 seconds left. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little scared of traveling. Something I'm going to do pretty soon. Uh, I haven't traveled much in my life. Um, I feel like all my perceptions of places outside of the U.S., side of the Bay Area are all just like shitty. Like middle America. I don't, I don't know. It just seems like a scary place for a black guy. You know, I, I just I just don't know, though. I want to go to all the places where people say like, oh, you should come here. They love black guys here. You should you should come to this place. And like all those places are easy to find, like on porn, like in porn. It's just like there's what black guy walks into a restaurant, only white town. All white girls freak out, start sucking his dick. Right. Me. I don't know if I can just go to any comedy show out there and be like, when I say fuck, you say white people because I might die. Um but we'll see though. Tinder right now is, is is doing well over there. If you pay for Tinder, there's this thing you could like send your location to another place. And so I sent it there and I matched with one girl and she doesn't look like, you know, she's in the clan. So we'll we'll see.